a Podcast One production. Hey, I'm former Australian beach sprinter and fitness trainer Katie Williams. When I was competing, I would do anything I needed to do to be the best. But now that I'm retired, I'm trying to develop a more balanced relationship with my diet, exercise, and my body image. In each episode, I'll try a different diet or lifestyle challenge for two weeks to see if it helps me think, move, or feel better. For the next two weeks, the challenge I'm taking on is zoo training. Zoo training is high-intensity, low-impact body weight training. It's body weight, but it is so damn hard. I'm actually so scared for this challenge. This is going to be the hardest one I have done yet. I'm going to say this is harder than quitting coffee. Oh, I want to try zoo training because I've never done it before. I've done body weight exercises before, but not like this. This is a different level of fitness. The people I know that have done zoo training are so mentally tough. Physically, their body is impeccable. They're injury-free, they're mobile, they're lean, and they push themselves hard every single day. You're pushing your body to the absolute limit. I've not done this before. I've pushed my body to the limit with running and boxing, but I've never pushed my body to the limit with just body weight. So I'm so excited to give this a go. I hope that throughout this challenge, I find my inner athlete. I find that inner strength that hasn't been tapped into for a while. I'm hoping that I find resilience again. I also hope that this style of training is something that I love and can put into my weekly training regime. Before starting this challenge, I want to speak to Nathan Helberg. He is the founder of Zoo and he is the body weight king. I want Nathan to give me daily Zoo workouts to educate me on what the Zoom mindset is, how it helps me mentally and physically, and how I can tap into this inner athlete that is within me that I haven't tapped into for a long time. I'm in the studio this morning with Nathan Helberg, all the way from California, who is the founder of Zoo Training. Nathan, welcome to the podcast. Yes! It's good to be here, Katie. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So since you are the zoo king, can you tell me, what is zoo training? Uh, If I was to explain it quickly, zoo is a low-impact body weight training system uh, I created 12-odd years ago in Australia. I didn't mean to create it. My body was broken from lifting weights. I started doing zoo. It wasn't called that back then, but I started doing body weight training when I was 33. Um, I'm nearly 50 now. Um, And I was doing it just to to sort of heal my body. So I went into that space with a purpose uh, in mind. So Zoo is a system of body weight movements and uh, the way I put it together achieves very specific objectives depending on um, what the focus is. Everyone who's done Zoo or seen Zoo training freaks out because it looks so damn hard. <laughs> it looks so damn hard. Can you describe some of the moves? Like I was the bear crawl, what is a bear crawl for people listening at home? Look, for all those people who are listening at home, if you want to do a bear crawl, just get down on your lounge room floor and start crawling, okay? It's not difficult. It's not complicated. I know over 200 movements. If you said to me, what's the best movement um, I could teach you, it's a bear crawl, okay? Because it's full body mobilisation, 
it's low impact, it's motor control, it's uh, every ligament, joint, tendon moving, it's cardiovascular training because all your muscles are getting dragged into it, cognitive training for rehab, like it's injury prevention training. In other words, we're making your wrists load-bearing and making them mobile. So if you slip and fall and you land on your wrists when you brace, brace yourself, the risk of injury is much lower, so it's relevant for old people. I do bear crawls in my training sessions at the gym and people mm-hmm. stare at me like I am... A freak. Like, they just don't get it. <laughs> and I, I mean, look, I don't do a lot of them, but I do them mm-hmm. and it's very primal, it's very earthing, it's very grounding. I'm low to the ground, mm-hmm. my hips are low. It's so fatiguing. It gets my heart rate up super quick and it just burns up my upper body. It is the most physically mm-hmm. taxing movement. It's amazing how... People don't understand this, you know, primal movement. Oh, look, I think one of the one of the hard things is leadership's a lonely path, mm. and by that I mean I've been presenting for a long time. And when you present body weight movements, and people come to your stand, there's not a lot of stuff on your stand. Yes, like it's empty. It's a minimalism stand. And they're like, "What are you selling?" I'm not. I'm not selling anything. I'm selling human touch, culture, low impact body weight movements. They're, and most coaches look at me and say, "Whatever, man." And they go over to the hammer strength part and whatever. So what I like people to understand is when you use words like primal, I think it it segregates a lot of the audience. Mm. So I don't use, I've learned not to use words like that. I just say it's human movement, okay? Or, or I say this to people, you don't think you need to know about movement now until you get injured. Yes. Until you get injured. I'm an ex-lifter, right? I used to lift really heavy. I used to be 30 kilos heavier. So I love talking to the big boppers. And when I'm talking to these fellows, especially in rugby and that, and they're like, what do I need to do a bear crawl, Nathan? I'm like, yeah, bro, you herniate a disc. You'd be all over me like white on rice trying to learn movement. Yeah. Hey, because you're in so much pain with tears rolling down your eyes and your sciatics playing up. So don't wait till that time to learn movement. And all of a sudden, boom. Start I've now. snapped out of it. And they're like, bro, teach me. So there's a lot of people listening now that don't know anything about zoo training. So can you tell me sure. the difference between zoo training and a standard hit class at the gym, high intensity workout? So when I created Zoo Guys, um, I wanted something that was easy on my joints, but I wanted to increase my strength and conditioning and mobility. So everything inside Zoo is low impact. I call it Hillet, high intensity, low impact training. I can burn someone out and increase their, their stamina, their cardio. I can give them overall raw, massive raw strength increases. I can increase their range of motion, but I can also decrease their risk of injury by making it low impact. That's why Zoo's so valuable compared to a hit class. It just ticks off all these objectives as opposed to just, I don't know, people are going to the gym just to burn calories. Look, like, whatever, man. Burning calories, they come out, their back's stiff, their hips are tight, their gates closed, and they've got no idea what's happening. Their quality of life starts to suck. Their risk of injury starts to climb. Whereas when they do zoo, everything improves while all those risks start to come down. So tell me, who is zoo suitable for? Is it men? Is it women? Is it people of certain ages? Or is it everyone? Crazy people. (laughs) I'm in. I'm in. Sign me up. (laughs) Look, first and foremost, I think zoo is for people who love a challenge and love to push uh, athletes, current athletes, ex-athletes that just miss that, you know what I'm talking about, man, that space where you don't know whether you're going to make it, I'm either going to make it or I'm not. Um, Those people who love that without the risk of major injury, like if you love that but you're scared of getting under four or five plates, then I'd be scared too because your mind's already 
um, setting you up for failure. Zoo can give you that outlet where where it's just raw emotions to get through it, um, tears, vomit, all that all that good stuff. Um, for those who just want mobility and want to understand the difference between flexibility and mobility, Zoo can give you that. For older people who are concerned about wrists locking up, hips being tight, lower back, thoracic, lumbar starting to um, seize up, Zoo's for you. But if I was to pick an audience, I'd probably say, I don't know, 20 to 45 men and women mm. who love to just graft. So people that have got a bit of grit and, lo- and that are resilient and love to push themselves to the max. People have some mongrel. Yeah. Some mongrel. Some mongrel. Good old-fashioned mongrel. So Better For It is a challenge-based podcast, and I've invited you in here today to set me a challenge. What is my challenge? Well, you get to train with me for two weeks. We'll either do it uh, in person, so over Zoom, and I can be your coach, your accountability coach, um, teach you what you need to, um, guide you along the way, but also give you training that you can do uh, on your own if our schedules don't line up. You will do a fitness test to see whether you're white level, blue level, or black level. Blues and black will kick your ass, man. I'm definitely white. I'm definitely on the white no, level. I think, I think you're black. I'm going to tear your heart and lungs out and kick them down the road. Bless you. Thank you for believing in me, but I think I'll be on white. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Just for saying that, I've moved you to blue, okay? Just because mentally you're I need some, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I need to sharpen up. Come on, mate. Harden up. Get that mongrel back. She's in there. So I'm going to, um, we'll do a fitness test on you just to see where you are. And look, if you are white, you're white. Um, It is what it is. And then... Uh, what I'd also like you to do is some benchmarks of where you are currently physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, make sure you write that out, articulate it, and then give yourself a score. Be honest, okay? Be authentic. Give yourself a score 1 to 10 of where you currently think you are. So we set those benchmarks early. And then two weeks' time after training together, you can reassess um, the improvements that you're looking for. I'm nervous. I'm actually. I would be. I um. I'm nervous for this challenge. <laughs> I know. I know. I should be nervous for this challenge. I've done some challenges, but this is this is definitely going to be the hardest I've ever done. Oh, this is legit. This is legit. I know. I know. So, what changes do you think I should expect from this challenge? And I want to look at physical, mental, sure. and social changes. Sure. Physical is good because you want to increase your range of motion, so you're definitely going to get more mobile. Um, you won't probably feel your arms for the first week, but you're definitely going to get stronger as, they're, as you're dragging knuckles around the streets of Sydney. Um, you're going to tone up. You're going to burn a lot of calories. All the physical things you're looking for are there. So that covers off your physical. Mentally, the mental resilience you'll build in this body um, is second to none. For me, seriously, it's second to none. You're already scared, which is good. It means I'm shifting you out of your comfort zone. This is what Zoo can teach you. Comfort zone, fear zone, learning zone, growth zone. So I want Katie to grow as a human, as an individual, because I believe she can do great things with her life. In order for her to get to this stage here, guys, I've got to take you through what I call just darkness, total darkness with purpose, okay? It's not darkness for the sake. I'm not a drill sergeant. I could be, but I'm not a drill sergeant. So I'll take Katie through this dark place. It's purpose-driven. On the other side of that dark place, she'll do a lot of reflection, and that's that learning zone about her. No one else. It doesn't matter. She learns about herself, and then if she makes the needed changes, she what? She grows. 
Does that make sense? Oh. So that's that that's that mental journey that awaits Katie. It's scary. I get nerve. Like, I've got. I've got sweaty palms as we're around. talking. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what awaits Katie, and I think Katie, that's one of the things that not enough people are talking about. That's the mental rewards, but guys, that's transferable to life. When you it have is. to pay a bill, when you when you have problems in your relationship, when you when you just get hit by an overhand right in life from nowhere. That's all mental resilience, not mental toughness. That, that will fracture. This is mental resilience, the ability to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, serve people again, and keep moving forward. Yeah. For the social, boom. Especially now with people being in isolation, um, there needs to be more people talking about, man, we need to get these people connected because their mental, their mental health is suffering. Physical health is easy. Emotional, mental health, social health, spiritual health, they're far more... Complex. Far more valuable and complex, yes, ma'am. Do I need any equipment for zoo training? Do I need shoes? I've seen you do it barefoot or is it literally something that I just need my body for? Well, body helps. <laughs> body helps. <laughs> I love I recommend doing it uh, in your shoes. In your shoes, good training kit. You know the training kit that you're attached to. Lots of fluid um, and that's pretty much it. No equipment needed. None. None. How often should someone do zoo training and how long roughly do the training sessions go for? I'd recommend people do zoo every day for mm. a minimum of 10 minutes. Uh, I would do that just for mobility and some overall strength work because that's quality of life. If you wanted to increase that three or four times a week, I'd increase that to 30-minute sessions. I would not take out those 10-minute sessions. Like zoo for me every morning is just the way I mobilise my body. Once you get that circulation, mind-muscle connection, connect to the earth, um, you're, you're prepped for the day. So I'd do 10 minutes every morning, um, but on workout days, obviously, you can increase the time and the intensity. In terms of the environment I need to be in for this training, am I on grass, mm -hmm. carpet, at home, in the gym? What do you recommend? All of those work well. Uh, good Wi-Fi for starters, obviously, yeah. because we're going to be connected to each other. Um, I would always recommend um, if you want to just train at home in, in your lounge room on the floorboards or something like that is always a, a good place. Gym is kind of difficult because there's lots of distractions, um, especially if you want to do some self-reflection. Mm. It's hard to concentrate when there's people and noise and bars hitting the ground and all that sort of stuff. Out in the open is cool, only if you, you're really focused on what you're doing. Um, I guess that's what you love about running. Yeah, I love free. being out in nature. Totally. And, and I, I get that as well. Um, just when we're training out there for very specific objectives, you can sort of lose lose yourself mm. just walking around and taking it all in. Mm. But um, I'd probably pick at home first or if you can get a gym space that is quiet, something that works for you, mate, that, um, that you can make that your training ground, okay? And it'll become a special place for you. A part of this podcast is to discuss the fears coming into the challenges that I'm about to do. Well, let's hear it. So my fears are that I fear that this is going to be extremely hard for me. I haven't trained really hard in years since I was a since I was an athlete and I was being coached my whole life. So the last sort of few years I'd been training on my own and training with people but not with a coach and not really training to push myself. I haven't thrown up in a training session in a really long time. I haven't cried in a training session in a really long time. I definitely think that this challenge, I should throw up at least once. I should cry at least once. And I should be pushing myself to the absolute max. And that scares 
me. It scares me because I haven't done it in a long time and I know the pain. I've been there. It sucks. It's so bad. You regret everything. I remember doing a hard, like, if I think about the hard training sessions I've had, I think about why did I eat that chocolate last night? Why did I drink on the weekend? Why did I not sleep well the last few nights? Like you literally start thinking of every 1% that could have made you better in the training session. You start doubting yourself during the training session. You start thinking, I'm weak. I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. I'm going to quit. I want to quit. It's just so much head noise. And I know that coming into this, the head noise will start before the training sessions. I am so fearful of this challenge. I'm excited, (laughs) but I'm nervous as hell. We call it nervous anticipation. How good is it? (laughs) How could you not want to live life like this every single day? Seriously, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? I've just been working. I've been working and grinding. I haven't trained hard in a while. (laughs) You're going to kill me. You are going to crucify me. Mate, I think um, a lot of the stuff you're talking about is absolutely spot on, but a lot of the stuff I think you're still talking about is shallow. Okay, good. Hit me with it. It's you, you're gonna you're gonna go so much deeper. Like when you're with me, much deeper. The the eating the chocolate, the drinking the wine. Please, that's just that's that's nothing. The stuff that you're gonna dig up, like seriously, out of the closet, is like emotional baggage that um, people need to get up. If you want to perform better, people got you have to understand this. If you want to perform better physically, mentally, emotionally, you have to clear it out. Mm. Okay? You have to clear it out and deal with it. And the only way to clear it out is to to push until it gets emotional. Yes. Otherwise, you're just going to walk around with it all the time. So be nervous but also be excited yeah. about what you're going to learn from yourself. The outcome for you, for me as your coach going through this, is for you to learn how much potential you have and to be reminded of that athlete that you were and then give you the practical tools to connect to it every freaking day. Does that make sense? Yes. Every day. That, that's what you want because then you live life with this tenacity. Yeah. That's where I'd love to get you to, man. Come on. Let's go. Do you think two weeks is long enough to notice benefits or see results? Two weeks is short. Two weeks is short. But I can tell you right now, within two weeks, within a week, buddy, the emotional and mental side you'll be loving that space. You'll be loving that space. After two weeks, you won't want to let it go. I can tell you right now, two weeks, you won't. Why would you want to let it go? So my homework for this challenge is a 14-day zoo challenge. Mm -hmm. I'll start off by getting graded on my fitness level. So we've got white, then we've got blue and black, black being the fittest. I'm starting off day one with a fitness challenge. And then at the end of the 14 days, we're going to measure how I've improved in 14 days. Plus, we're also going to measure mentally and emotionally what's going on in my body, socially how I'm showing up, and of course, physically have I had any changes with range of motion, fitness, if my body composition has changed. So it's a 14-day zoo challenge. Another part of my homework is to test my benchmarks. I'm looking at my emotional health, mental health, and of course, my physical health, and I'm going to give myself a score out of 10. I'm going to go from day one, measuring that, and then at the end of the 14 days, I'm going to have a look at my benchmarks. Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. This is a really hard challenge. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm ready. I haven't trained hard in a long time. And the athlete is in there. The fire is in there. I'm ready to go. You can push me to the edge. You can make me cry. You can make me vomit. And everyone on Instagram and in the world of podcasting is going to see this <laughs> unfold. 
with you, the creator of Zoo, Nathan, bloody legend. Awesome. I'm excited for you. This is going to be a really amazing challenge, a scary challenge and equally amazing. Let's get it. Yeah, boy. I love it. This challenge is going to be my hardest one yet. It's extremely physical and it's also going to help me build some mental resilience. I'm so nervous for this one. Wish me luck. Yeah! Let's go! Just finished day three and I'm nervous that I've got two weeks of this training. Couldn't get my heart rate down after today's session. Legs are lactic. Body's sore. The sessions are really hard. And I have been really pushing myself as hard as I possibly can. And I'm nervous because I don't know what's ahead of me. It's 4.30 in the morning and I really don't feel like training. I'm sore, I'm tired, but the morale will be very high as soon as I see Nate. I woke up this morning so sore and I had a lot of negative self-talk going on. I was already thinking of what days I could call a rest day, if I could cancel Sundays. But uh, today was really good. It was good to flush the lactic out. My legs are heavy as... Yes! My last session with Nate. He's going to kill me. I love this training. I truly love this training. I'm just a bit broken today, um, which is going to happen, but I've just got to keep looking after my body. My mind is strong. My body is uh, is struggling a bit, but um, as long as that mind is strong, we just we keep going. If you want to see the behind the scenes from this challenge, I do a vlog where I capture every day, every moment, every high and every low. And let me tell you, there were some lows. The fatigue, the sore muscles, the lactic acid, the tears on day one. You don't want to miss this. You can watch it on my Instagram at Katie Williams or the Podcast One Australia YouTube channel. Look for the Better For It playlist and hit subscribe so you never miss a video. Okay, so I've been doing zoo training for the past two weeks and the challenge is now over. And the question is, am I better for it? And the answer is yes, I am so much better for it. This challenge has actually changed my life. In week one, I was training with Nate one-on-one and I was doing it via WhatsApp video. It was just him and I. The first few days were brutal. He broke me. The first training session, I actually cried. That's how much he broke me. It was 55 minutes into the most savage training session I've ever done in my life. Physically, I was in pain. I couldn't move my arms. I was pushing through so much lactic acid and fatigue in my upper body but I didn't quit. And I don't know what came over me, but emotionally, I just sort of broke. I think I cried because I realized there's a missing part of my life. And the missing part of my life is that inner athlete. She's been in me for a long time. You know, I've been an athlete my whole life and I only retired four years ago. And the last four years, I've not pushed my body or or felt like a champion or felt like that I was strong enough or as strong as I used to be. And day one of Zoo, I felt that. And I felt like she was in there and she was coming out. In the middle of this challenge, I actually got sick. I was sick for about nine days and I had a sinus infection. 
And this happened because I was working a lot. I was a little bit stressed and yeah, my body was fatigued. So we came back in week two, rested, recovered and ready to go. So in week two, I was left to my own devices. Nate sent me a whole lot of training sessions that I was to do on my own. And I loved training Zoo on my own because I could listen to music and zone out. However, it was different. I didn't have the same intensity or volume of training that I was doing with Nate. I definitely felt strong mentally and physically, but I definitely feel like I need to push myself with other people. I work harder when I've got someone, you know, screaming down the back of my neck or someone training with me and holding the tempo and holding the pace. My fears did play out throughout this challenge and one of them was that I hated getting up at 4.30 in the morning. I felt tired and I felt asleep and I got used to it, but I really didn't enjoy those early mornings. Another fear I had was that I was going to want to quit. And to be honest, I felt like I wanted to quit in the training sessions, but I never wanted to quit the challenge. I never once didn't want to train. I knew that physically my body didn't want to train, but I knew that my mind needed it. There was definitely a few days there where I felt super emotional and just exhausted. But as soon as I started moving and I had Nate encouraging me along the way, I just tapped into this different part of myself, like a little warrior was in there. Physically, I felt strong. Physically, my body looked a little stronger. I definitely felt mobile. I was moving freely. I was getting way more range in my frog squats, in my half Hindus. My lower back was amazing. I actually have a bad lower back. And this whole time, my back has been amazing, which surprised me so much. Socially, I felt like I was showing up as myself, more authentic, more me, more real, because I'm tapping into this strong part of myself that I've not tapped into for a long time. Zoo training is designed to make you a better version of yourself mentally and physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything. The biggest thing I took out of this challenge was feeling empowered. I felt like I got my mental resilience back again. I felt like I had more purpose. I felt like I was tapping into a stronger part of myself that's been hidden there for a few years. That inner athlete definitely came out throughout this challenge. Two weeks was definitely enough time to notice benefits. Although I was sore and fatigued for the first few days, my body very quickly adapted. I would definitely continue this challenge long-term. Now that I've learned these movements and I love them, I'm going to continue it and add it into my regular training program. I have some advice for you if you're new to this style of training. Number one is get yourself a good pair of shoes. You want to make sure they're stable and sturdy and you are going to be doing some running in these zoo challenges as well. So make sure you've got good arch support. When you're doing zoo, it's important you have a nice even surface. You don't want any rocks or anything that you can trip on or hurt yourself on. I was doing it at the gym with a really spongy floor, literally a boxing floor or even a mat if you can be on that. This style of training is very high intensity, but because it's low impact, the risk of injury is so low. However, it can fry your central nervous system if you push yourself too much. So if you're new to zoo or new to training, just go easy on yourself. Don't get that heart rate up too high. And you know what? Do it with a zoo instructor. Learn the right way. Make sure you give yourself enough rest in between your training sessions. I was training in the morning, which meant I got 24 hours in between my training sessions. For you, if you were going to do a nighttime session and a morning time session, that is not enough time for your body to recover. Lots of fluid, lots of food. These training sessions are savage. So make sure you're looking after your body with foam rollers, trigger point, ball release, and even massages if you need it. So that's it for my two weeks of zoo training. If you want to see the behind the scenes from this challenge, check out my Instagram at Katie Williams. 
My next challenge is learning how to do yin yoga with Melissa Kitchen. Join me next time to see if I'm better for it. Better For It was presented by Katie Williams and produced in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Lindsay Green. Audio producer, Darcy Thompson. And executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. For more episodes, head to podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Better For It podcast.